Listener Production. Welcome to the Motorsport Brief. It's a special edition on this Thursday, the 30th of November, 2023. A new champion will join us to answer some of your questions and share a little of his journey from couch surfer to winning one of the biggest prizes in motor racing in this part of the world. Hi, everybody. Greg Rust with you for this edition of the Rusty's Garage Shortcast. Our latest feature ep dropped on Tuesday, and it's a beauty, a proper passion-fueled convo with Gabrielli Tarquini, the 1994 British touring car champion. You may remember he won for Alfa Romeo at the height of the two-litre super touring era when Murray Walker was commentating. What you may not know is that Gabrielli made it to Formula One. We'll talk about those struggles. And then on the other side of the ledger, winning touring car world titles and world cups in his 40s and 50s, plus his new role with Hyundai on the TCR World Tour. A quick thanks as well to all of you who listen to our guests, our partners, and my team at Listener, including Tom Dullard and Link Kelly. We won the Best Radio Show Podcast Division at the 2023 Supercars Media Awards in the past week. There are some seriously good pods in our game, and it's a peer vote, so it's a very hard one to win. It's the third time we've been lucky enough to put the Rusty's Garage name on that trophy, and I am very, very proud. Thank you again. Now, there's a great yarn on the Speed Cafe website today by Roland Dane that I would encourage all of you to read. It's called Roland's View, as inspiring as Chariots of Fire, and it charts an against-the-odds path to the supercar's title. It reminds you of the value of unwavering commitment, sacrifice, and how not having a silver spoon doesn't mean the end of a dream in a business or sport that is generally pretty expensive. In the closing paragraph, Roland says it is incumbent on the sport to do something to share the Brody Kostecki story. So, I intend to do a bit of that today. The 2023 Supercars champion, the new champion is on the line. Hello, mate, and congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be on the show again, uh, Greg. It's um, it's it's been a while since I've been on here, and yeah, I, I guess a lot's changed actually. A lot has changed. So a few days to let it sink in. How surreal does it feel? Honestly, it's a it's a feeling you can't really um, explain. It's um, you know, you work something so hard for your whole life, and and um, you know, I'm a pretty simple person. I just like to you know take it one one baby step at a time and try not to look too far ahead. Um, you know, so the challenge, you know, isn't too too daunting. And uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been a busy last last couple of days. And and um, yeah, it sort of really started to sink in um, probably late yesterday when I got home. And um, yeah, when I walked through the door, it was um, yeah, I sort of felt a bit different. And and um, yeah, it was a, a a nice way to send off you know the season at the gala as well, and to you know be the driver's driver as well was a um, yeah a very unexpected. Um, award but uh yeah honestly it's been yeah just if you know i can't express my emotions it's it's um yeah it's it's quite hard to put it all in the words i think the collective is amazing mate i mean obviously to to claim the crown obviously but then to have your peers do that driver's driver right to to stop and acknowledge uh you on track off track etc that's a pretty big endorsement too mate isn't it yeah most definitely i was um you know joking uh you know at the table that um you know, probably, you know, it's probably something that I, you know, may, may never get. Um, 
but um, honestly, I've got a pretty good relationship with all the drivers. And um, yeah, we, you know, we like to, you know, have a chat off the track all the time. But, you know, when the helmet goes on, everyone has their own, um, you know, I guess, version of themselves likes to come out. And, you know, I, I always try to race, you know, pretty hard when I'm out there and fair and, you know, try try put on the best fan, uh, you know, show that I can for the fans. Um, but um, yeah, it was a very unexpected surprise. And, and um, yeah, I'm, you know, very grateful for it. In Roland's story, he recounts the investment that you have made in in building and uh, working on race cars, often for other people. Investment, Brody, probably actually isn't the, the right word for it. it. It's more been, I think, at times necessity, right, to put food on the table, to pay bills and so on. How valuable, when you look back on that now, has that investment been in this title? Yeah, I think it's, you know, one of those... Um you know, it's one of those times in your life where, you know, you can look at one scenario and you can, um, you know, look at it as a glass half full or a, um, or, or a glass half empty. And, and, um, you know, I always got, always got told when I was a young fellow from my, um, granddad, you know, just take every opportunity and, you know, maximize it as much as possible. And, uh, you know, just make, make the most of everything, try to be the best person you can be and, uh, don't leave, you know, a stone unturned. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a pretty enjoyable, um, you know, time of my life, to be honest, um, you know, racing around, I guess the East coast and, you know, bouncing around from place to place and, you know, just trying to, I guess, make ends meet. And, um, you know, I got to meet so many great people throughout that journey as well. And, you know, got a lot of advice and, you know, in the space of two years, which was really cool. You have couch surfed, as I said <laughs> in the introduction, you, you, you famously, I think as Roland recounted, turned up at Paul Morris's, um, with, most of your life in a couple of, of like garbage bags or, or, or bin liners. Um, did you ever get to the point, Brody, in all of that sacrifice where you wondered if you could keep it going, if you wondered whether you might have to do something else? Was there ever a moment of doubt or, or, or were you unwavering about this? I never let my, you know, I, I never let that side of me really um – you know, it's funny when you talk about it now and you, and you show up to someone's house with, um, I guess, your clothes in, in garbage bags. And that's that's what I did when I showed up to Ben and Rachel Eggleston's joint as well. And they sort of looked at me like I was funny and um, like, my, you know, my life was falling apart. But, um, you know, to me, it was just, you know, just another journey, like another adventure. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I never let that side of it really, um, you know, and I never thought of it as of, you know, oh, is it worth it or is it going to be too hard? I just, you know, was always looking forward to the next day and, um, you know, what, you know, what the next day could bring me, what challenge and, and um, yeah, just, you know, try, try and make the most of it. And uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, a pretty, um, you know, I, I guess a pretty good feeling, you know, when you win the driver's championship and, and uh, you know, you, know you, you see that it's all worth it. But regardless, anyways, I had a, you know, a, a great time no matter the outcome. And um, yeah, I've had a great journey to this point. Fabulous outlook, mate. I'm glad you brought up the Eaglesons too. There's lots of different people along the way that have played significant parts. Can we can we talk Paul Morris here for a moment? You, you've spent a lot of time at Norwell. Um, I know that's been beneficial for you, Brody, in, in all sorts of ways. There is a little known part of your story that involves Paul chatting to Betty about you and, and perhaps helping to get her to give you that chance. T t tell us your side of that and, and what you know about it and, and ultimately how much it helped. Yeah, most definitely. I wasn't really too aware um, of all that until just recently when, when um, you know, Betty actually told told me the, you know, the story that happened and how it all sort of come about. But I was, um, you know, how, how I guess it sort of come up and I guess rejogged her memory a little bit was when, um, I, I was talking to her before the weekend uh, on, on the Thursday when she got there and I said, oh, do you remember 2019 at Newcastle when I walked into the garage? 
And um, I, I went up and introduced myself. At that time, I just signed to be a co-driver with Erebus. Um, it was the last round and um, she she didn't know who I was or where I'd come from. And um, yeah, it was it was quite a quite a funny, you know, interaction. And, and you know, Shannon then walked over and said, oh, Brody's going to be co-driving with the team. And she was like, oh, that's like a surprise to me. And um, sort of she sort of turned around, put her headset back on, you know, went on about what she was doing, which I think, you know, qualifying was about to start at the time. And um, but yeah, we've been able to you know develop such a great relationship over the past um, you know three three to four years with you know Betty and Daniel and and, and myself and and uh, you know I, I see myself as a pretty simple person and uh, um, you know myself and Betty you know get along like a house on fire and it's it's always a pleasure having her around. She's always got got something really funny to say or um, you know she's always full of wisdom as well. So it's you know it's it's great when she's around and and you know the team really enjoyed as well. Uh, if I know her well, she'll um, that that aspect of your character is something that she has has clearly gravitated to, right? Your, your message to Shane Van Gisbergen on his uh, on his post, his end of season post, I thought was really gracious, um, Brody. The mark, I think, already of, of a of a good champion. Did it get stressy at all between you two in the in the run up to Adelaide? Given what was at stake, I mean, and and does winning this against him because you. You know each other so well. You know how talented he is. Does that make this even sweeter? Yeah, I, I think yes and no. It's been it's actually pretty mixed emotions for myself. Um, you know, I I had really enjoyed racing Shane. You know, this year, and um, you know, I was you know as as happy as I am to see him go. Um, you know, I would like to race him some more. Um, you know, mm. he was someone that I really looked up to, and and um, yeah, he's probably you know one of one of the best drivers I've ever got to witness drive a race car. Um, I guess in my, you know, my career and, and, uh, you know, the past few years, I haven't, haven't really had the chance to battle him too much. He was always a little bit too fast, um, at that point in my, my career, but to be able to, you know, race him this year and, and to, you know, fight with him was, um, you know, something that I'll, uh, always, you know, remember. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's, yeah, I guess been someone that I've looked up to and, and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching him, you know, very closely with, you know, what he does over there in America and, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, wish him nothing but the best. You're chatting to us from the sim, which I love. Uh, will you treat yourself to anything after winning the title? Will there be a little guilty indulgence here that you can rightly go, you know what, I've earned that? Um, I don't think so. No, it's a, it's a funny feeling. It's like, you know, I'd, I, um, you know, we we won it on the Saturday and, um, you know, quickly I, you know, didn't let myself, um, you know, worry about it too much. I really wanted to, you know, finish off the year on a high and obviously getting the pole position and uh, racing quite go to plan. But, um, um yeah, it's it's like one of those things where you know we did the, the the Sunday, did the burnout, got the trophy, celebrated with the team, you know, went to the gala, did that. But um, you know, straight away after that all ends, I I got home and I was just thinking about the next test day, um, you know, what we can do better, and um, you know how how we can you know carry this you know success on, um, you know, for the next following few years. And um, yeah, you know, I'd like to be a multiple champion someday, and and um, you know, to do that, I think. You, you have to leave no stone unturned and, and you know, so, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's just, I haven't really been that sort of person to, you know, really get caught up in the moment for too long. Um, it's like, I've, you know, I feel like I'm rushing through life um, at times, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just the type of person that I am. Tremendous. Hey, Barry Ryan messaged me for this. He says, you are the most committed and intense driver that he's ever worked with. And he goes on to say that your passion your um, your craft of driving is a huge reason why you've tasted success so early in your supercars career. He then joked with me, no lattes and lycra, 
just hardcore racer. <laughs> I, I love what you said a moment ago, mate, that you're already thinking about 2024. What what would you change, though? What would you change for next year or tune up, if that's a better choice of words? Yeah, there's always, you know, there's always little things. Um, and, you know, no one's perfect. And it's, it's um, you know, you can't expect 100% out of a, you know, I guess a single person all the time. But it's, um, you know, that's the, the, the lovely thing about having a team around you is to, um, you know, have people around you if when you don't, you know, if if you can't perform to 100% that day, that there's someone else around you that can, you know, pick up the slack for that day. So I've been, been very fortunate the last few years to have the same people around me um, at Coca-Cola Racing, powered by Erebus. We've been, been able to build up a great, um, you know, foundation and, and, and trust and, you know, the faith between, you know, believing in each other. And, and you know, that's a big part of it is, you know, team culture. So, and, you know, we're on the younger side, um, as far as, you know, our, our average age of, of our team is, you know, quite, quite young. Um, our mechanics are all young. Crew chief is young, Brad Tremaine. Um, and, you know, even our engineers to a point, you know, we've got Tom Moore on Will's car, who's, who's only a few years older than me. And, and, um, George is probably one of the oldest, you know, apart from Barry, the old dinosaur. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a great culture to be around. Um, you know, when we're at the track and, you know, we're going racing, everyone has a great time, but it's, you know, there's no one's ever perfect, but it's just all about trying to, um, you know, build, you know, build the relationships up and, and, um, you know, we, we did make mistakes this year. We had a bit of a, a rough part to the season halfway through and obviously Bathurst didn't quite go to plan when we had, you know, a very fast car and, and, you know, whatnot. So there's, you know, a few bucket list races I want to win and, you know, the team wants to win again as well. So yeah, there's, there's always little things and it's just, you know, while it's, while, while it's fresh in my mind, you have to, you know, write these things down and, you know, I guess just ask the questions and, and, um, yeah, I guess, um, you know, going back onto those words, what Barry said earlier, I'm probably am too intense at times. Um, so, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, Barry and I have a, have a pretty funny working relationship. It's, um, you know, very colorful at times, but you know, we both want to see success, which is, you know, the ultimate goal. I think he loves that almost Larry Perkins-esque feel about it. I, I, I really sense that. Um, you are off to have some minor, um, surgery. Just, just tell us what you can about that. Has it given a, given you some grief during the year and have you had to manage that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I've been sick a few times this year, and, and uh, it's sort of it's it's tonsillitis, mate. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, tonsillitis. So I've been been sick a few times this year, and I've been you know overseas um, a few times, and and um, so I guess being on a on, on a plane for a while doesn't really help either. But um, yeah, I've been I've been sick a few times, and and um, yeah, it was always every time I got sick was always around the time uh, close to when a race event was about to start, or and or I was about to go away, so I didn't really have um, you know time to you know, get my tonsils out. So it was, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, after Gold Coast, I was quite sick for two to three weeks and, and um, you know, leading up to the last round and, and you know, finally got myself on the mend. And it's one of those things you, you know, you're, you you want to take medication for it, but you can't, um, you know, because of how the ruling works. And, you know, so you just got to try and minimize all the risk as much as possible. And, and uh, but yeah, so um, often two days to get my tonsils out. Um, thank God, finally. Um, and, you know, hopefully that, that part of my life's over because that's, uh, you know, pretty annoying. All I want to do is go race cars, but I can't. So it's, it's um, yeah, we'll get that out and, and um, sort that problem out. Power on. Good on you. We wish you a speedy recovery with that. Quickly, Richard Childress was in Adelaide. You took him for a hot lap. What was his reaction? What did he say? To be honest, I was pretty unsure with how he was going to, um, I guess, uh, you know, enjoy the weekend as a whole. It's obviously a lot different to how they go racing um, over in America. But um, to see his, um, you know, his joy when I was taking him around, um, you know, the 
the the Adelaide circuit was um, yeah quite quite incredible. I was glancing up at the mirror, you know, a few times and seeing 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 how his reaction was and and um, yeah, he enjoyed every minute and um, it was it was pretty damp at the time and and as we you know come up to stop, he said, oh, if you drive like that on the weekend, you'll you know you, you'll have a good weekend. So um, yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling and um, you know to have him there and show what supercar racing is all about um you know it was you know it was pretty cool and to do it from our perspective as well by you know winning the drivers championship and the team's championship and i guess with what happened with will um on the weekend to the to the poor bugger with um you know getting taken out and then you know had the team having to rebuild the car you know that's a whole different world to him as well you know they have backup cars there they just roll out a new car whereas we have to fix ours so um you know i guess for all that to happen and you know for him to show and um you know to see the passion that you know we show here in australia was you know really cool we'll take a break here on the motorsport brief more with the newly crowned supercars champion Brody kostecki including your questions right after this This is the Rusty's Garage Shortcast with our special guest this week, fresh from the Supercars end of season gala and all those title winning celebrations, the burnout, it's Brody Kostecki. Thanks to all of you who have sent in some questions via socials. We will get to those shortly. Let's launch back into it now with the Coca-Cola Racing Erebus Star. The Gen 3 car, so much has been said about it this year. Did the variety of things that you have engineered and have, have raced over your career so far kind of help you with this for 2023? Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I've always been pretty hands-on with every car that I've raced and I have I would like to think I have, you know, a, a decent engineering understanding of how, you know, race cars work and whatnot. But, uh, you know, going into this year with a whole new car and, and um, you, you know, new new set of rules and regulations are a lot different than, you know, what supercars had in the past, past sort of 15 to 20 years was... Um, you know, something I was, you know, pretty excited about was, you know, it was a complete reset for the category. Um, everyone's got, um, you know, pretty much the same machinery underneath the skin. And, um, it was a good, a good opportunity for myself to take it with both hands and just, um, you know, maximize it as much as possible. And, you know, from the start of the season, obviously, um, the Gen 3 cars had a few hiccups here and there, you know, as expected when, you know, a new car comes in. But uh, you know, we, we we never really let that get the best of us, and just always focused about on on you know trying to maximise our track time at test days, um, you know, not 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 let it get to us too much, and you know, just make the most of it, which is, you know, I guess why you know I, I get to sit here today and and you know be the champion and you know be part of the team that you know won the team's championship. Would you mind? I asked for some questions on social media. If we bounce through some from from fans, from listeners, we've got one here from Cody Hughes. What are you expecting? In regards to the dynamic with Will Brown next year, you've travelled as teammates, you've hung out a bit this year. Now he's off to your rivals at Triple Eight. Yeah, it's going to be sad to see Will go. Um, he loves, he's been a you know a massive part of um, you know the Erebus rebuild from when we first signed as rookies. But um, I'm sure he'll enjoy his his time at Triple Eight. And uh, you know for um, you know for us to be rivals next year is something that I'm you know you know looking forward to. Um, you know, we've we've been you know very close in pace as as teammates over the past of you know the past three seasons. But um, yeah, I'm I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing you know a different side of Will and um, being able to race him. Um, you know, not saying that we didn't race at Erebus, but you know we always put the team first and and um, we both know exactly what we're like off the track and what we're like on the track. You know, we we you know let I guess each other see that side of us. So yeah, it'll be interesting if we meet on track. Um, how the battle look? I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll be you know pretty epic for the fans. So I'm you know pretty excited to see that and and you know see see what it's about good on you uh emmett 
Loomish, um, not so much a a uh, question here, more of a compliment to pass on. Loves that the number one is coming back on the car after the absence of it so long. Thank you for bringing back that tradition. Um, one from Tony Nicastri um, and a few others have gone with this theme too, and it and it leads to America. Um, you, you, how long your plans are for Australia? Will you continue to pursue and and you know follow reignite that US dream? Yeah, I enjoy racing here in Australia, um, to be honest. And, you know, supercars is something that I'm highly passionate about. And, you know, I want to, um, you know, check a lot of boxes off and, you know, achieve some goals that I've, you know, set out for myself before I do anything. And um, I'm not close to any of those yet. So, um, but yeah, I, I see myself racing supercars for, you know, for a few more years at least. Um, and to be honest, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I don't even look that far ahead. I just sort of, you know, I know that I'm racing, you know, next year, obviously. And, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to that. And then, you know, we'll just see what happens from there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those things. I like racing everything. I race my sprint car. Um, you know, I race, I've, I've raced other forms of category, you know, the, the Trans Am, I guess. And, and, um, I just like driving. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to try to fill up my, my calendar as much as possible with it. Can you do the odd NASCAR appearance next year? If that fits the 24 schedule, will you? Yeah, most definitely. We're pretty close to um, organizing four or five races for next year, which would be quite cool. Um, yeah, so obviously I had the one-off this year and, and um, you know, I really enjoyed my time working with RCR. They're, you know, a great team, um, you know, gr- great bunch of people. And uh, yeah, I got to experience that again and I guess reopen that chapter of my life that I thought that, you know, may, may have been closed forever. Obviously, um, you know, living over there for a few years. But uh, didn't quite didn't quite have the result that I wanted, and uh, made a little mistake in qualifying. But uh, I had an absolute ball over there, and, and um, yeah, I'm you know looking forward to next year. Maybe this is more of a question for Betty uh, or Barry combined. This one's from Jamie Macro, wondering if there might be a closer connection or tie between Erebus and Richard Childress Racing. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't uh, necessarily have too much involvement, um, you know, with, with with that side of it, to be honest. Um, you know, when I raced with RCR this year, I obviously got introduced um, to some people at RCR through Terry and Dana Wahoon, um, which own Image Racing and, and um, have, you know, fielded some really, you know, really cool, some young talents that have come through the Super 3. And, you know, they just won the Super 3 championship actually with Job Stewart. Uh, so I got, got introduced to, to some people there through them and, and uh, you know, which was really cool. And Terry's got a great partnership with um, some, you know, some people at RCL, which is pretty cool. And, you know, he goes over a few times a year and they have a supercar and they, they, they take it out and go, you know, go get some road, road racing miles with um, Kyle and Austin, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm not too sure about, you know, the partnership stuff. I don't really get too, too involved in it. That's probably above my pay grade, to be honest. Dylan Angel on X or Twitter, he says, how's the head? Ah, uh, fine. Actually, I didn't. I didn't actually uh, drink that much due to um, being a little bit ill. So, ill. Um, okay. Yeah, I would have. I would have liked to a little bit more, but uh, honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't capable of it. So, um, fair enough. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I know that there's a few sore heads uh, still today from uh, my team, which is pretty funny. But um, yeah, that's uh, the way it goes sometimes. Okay, Adam Malloy, also on X, and you sort of lent or ventured this way before. Any more sprint car drives coming up? Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I'm trying to work out when I could do some races in between, I guess, you know, my supercar season starting. Um, that threw a few spanners in the works with it starting a little bit earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, I love racing the sprint car. It's, um, you know, one of my favorite cars to race and drive. It's so different uh, to, 
you know, what I'm used to. Um, you know, the discipline's so different. It's, you know, 30, 40 laps, so hard, fast paced. And um, yeah, it's sort of interesting, you know, supercar racing, we get to some of the venues on the on the Wednesday, we do set up um, and, you know, we're, we're there for four or five days. Supercar racing, you show up at lunchtime and and you're out by 10 o'clock that night and it's just, everything's so, it's happened so fast. And um, yeah, it's, you know, really cool to be around. The fans are really passionate as well. So yeah, well, I'll uh, be back in the sprint car soon. Cool. A couple of listener <clears throat> questions to finish here. One quickly from Bryony Pitts-Wesley, who says, best advice you've been given and perhaps an idol if you have one? Oh, that's a tricky question. But um, uh, to be honest, I probably couldn't, uh, probably don't have one, probably couldn't put it down to one, but I've been given a lot of advice in the last uh, four to five years from various different people. Um but yeah, but I can't really put down to one. And uh, sorry, what, what was the last question again? Idol. Do you have an idol or, or someone you looked up to when you were younger, perhaps as a racer, you know, could have been a NASCAR driver, Ayrton Senna, who, whoever it may have been? Yeah, I grew up, you know, I grew up watching, you know, supercars at a young age. And I, you know, really liked Marcus Ambrose. And, you know, my family had a had a good connection with um, Stone Brothers at the time, um, you know, with um, some of the engine stuff that they were doing back then. But um yeah, and I, I watched NASCAR quite regularly. And my idol was Jimmy Johnson, you know, watching him go through his peak of his career, which is really cool. And yeah, I guess those are the two people that I looked up to. Cool. This is testing your voice. I'm conscious of that, mate. Last Dying. one from a listener. <coughs> Sorry, mate. Hang on one second. Um, Chris, you're right. <coughs> okay. Chris, Chris Crouch, an observation on talent coming through. Is there anyone that you've noticed that you've kind of kept an eye on that might be main game worthy in the years to come? Honestly, I feel, I feel pretty. Um, uh, I guess uh, sorry for some of the young guys coming through. Um, you know, I guess you know, COVID threw a real spanner in the works for um, some of the junior categories. Obviously, not being able to race for two years, and it was only you know the I guess the you know the top level sports. But um, you know, it was great to see the you know the Super Two Championship go down to the wire with um, you know Kai and um, Zach Bess. And, you know, those two teams to battle it out. And I was, you know, pretty pleased to see, uh, you know, Ben and Rachel get another trophy. And, um, you know, there's the Super 3 um, category as well, where we saw Job um, take out the Super 3 title. And, you know, Cammy McLeod did a did a fantastic job this year as well and um, probably put himself out with a few DNS. But, yeah, there's there seems to be a good crop of young fellows that are coming through that are, you know, ready to... Um, I guess, you know, show what they're made of and uh, probably a little bit green, some of them. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of, you know, really looking forward to seeing how they sort of progress. And we're starting to see a new wave in supercars as well. I guess, you know, Matty Payne um, just won a race in his, you know, rookie season uh, on the Sunday at Adelaide, which obviously Brock won the year before. So I guess that's sort of a bit of a special track for that, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to next year to, you know, race some of those guys and, and um, you know, bring back, um, you know, I guess some some um i guess some real live action back into the sport should be pretty cool well done well let's finish it there because there's some great young talent coming through and we're going to enjoy that that new wave um well done on winning the crown you are living proof that um you know hard work does pay off i know you'll probably be thinking as i can tell already from this interview that that backing it up may even be tougher as they say but you'll pursue that that mission doggedly Brody, congratulations to you, to Betty, to Barry, Shannon, George, all of the team on an incredible achievement. Being a champion, mate, comes with great power for good too. So use that, make your mark. I can feel like you're already doing that. Rest up with those those tonsils. We hope that operation goes well. Merry Christmas to you and all the very best for 2024. Thank you very much. I just think that is 
an awesome story. And we will get him back on one day for a full-length feature episode. I think he's got a few more chapters to write first. You can sense that, can't you? I put those posts up only a few hours on both Facebook and Twitter and threads before we recorded. So we've had a heap of responses to those. To all of our followers and listeners whose questions I didn't get to, my apologies. I tried to make sure we covered the main themes or the common questions as best we could. Before we go, some other bits of news. Congratulations to Matt Payne, the young Kiwi winning on the Sunday at the Adelaide 500. Brody talked about it in the chat there. Another bright young star has arrived in motorsport in this part of the world and certainly in supercars. Well done to Callum Hedge, who won the Porsche Carrera Cup Australia title there on the streets of Adelaide at the end of a massive year for the Kiwi. He also took out the Formula Regional Americas Championship and finished on the podium at the prestigious New Zealand Grand Prix earlier in the year. He is off to drive in Indy next in 2024. The experts at the Newcastle Council, I say that lightly, experts, have put the final nail in the street race there, unfortunately. Nice post by Ryan Walkinshaw on this. He was fantastic on the short cast last week, by the way. That's worth a listen. I'm paraphrasing here on what he said on Twitter, but basically that the majority of people loved that event and it's a crying shame that the council caved to the minority. Max Verstappen won again to close out the F1 season in Abu Dhabi. Mercedes picked up second in the constructors at the final round, finishing just three points ahead of Ferrari. They are already into post-season testing there, with Jack Doohan at the wheel of the Alpine, making it three Aussies in action as Oscar Piastri and Dan Ricciardo also undertake some valuable development miles for next year. Marc Marquez has had his first runs on a Ducati, having made the big switch after spending over a decade with Honda in MotoGP. The onboard vision from Valencia looks smooth and effortless. Early days, but it looks like he will be a force on that Grassini machine next year. And finally, Harry Bates will join us on the shortcast next week after that epic finish to the Australian Rally Championship. He and Coral Taylor took it out by one point at the end of the season, which literally came down to the final stage there in Canberra. So keep an eye out for notifications on that one next week. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Brody Kostecki. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. Bye for now. 